I'm always surprised by food trucks, especially the the ones that do seafood and that and that will do oysters and things like that, and some of the freshest, most incredible oysters and and octopus and those types of things that I've ever had in my life has come from some of these trucks along Wilson Way and, and Stockton. Welcome everyone to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Servano, and I hope you're having a great day, whatever day you might be listening to this. Really, thank you so much to everyone who takes the time out of their day to listen to every episode I put out. I really appreciate that. And every time you listen to an episode, you're only showing your support that way too, as well as following the social medias at the 209 Journey. All that stuff is really great and it only inspires me to continue to do more on this show and also be able to grow the show by creating video content, which I will be doing shortly on the YouTube channel. So if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, go check it out. You just search for the 209 journey on there and you'll be able to find it. And if anyone is going to Stockton Con, which is happening this weekend on the 25th and the 26th, please uh, feel free to let me know because... I am actually going to be there on the 25th, unless anything changes, and I will be actually having podcast stickers for the 209 journey, so feel free to just send me a message on any of the socials, and I'll make sure I get you a sticker. I I don't charge for them. I like to give away those stickers. Uh, It's my way to be able to promote the show, and I greatly appreciate everyone who gets the stickers and then puts them on like water bottles, on their cars, etc., etc. It's really awesome, and... Uh, you really help grow the show as well. I'm going to probably be doing some Instagram lives while I'm there. It might not really be that many because I do want to record a video that will probably be posted on YouTube sometime in the following week, but I might do a 15-minute Instagram live. So follow the Instagram page if you haven't yet at the 209 Journey, and uh, you'll hopefully be able to see that happen. Maybe I want to say between like 11 and 1 p.m. is what I'm thinking. Uh, But maybe earlier, who knows? If I'm there before they open, then I might actually go live before then. So my special guest today is Lucien Neely. He is currently the captain for the North Central Fire Department in Fresno. Previously was working for the Stockton Fire Department as well. And the way that I actually found him was because he has a really popular Instagram page called Taco Trucks of Stockton which currently has over 5,800 followers. And he's just highlighting all of the amazing taco trucks that are located around Stockton. And if you want to go follow that page, just simply go on Instagram and search for Taco Trucks of Stockton. That's the handle. And you'll be able to get so many different ideas of what taco truck to check out in Stockton. So welcome to the 209 Journey, Lucian. How's it going? What's going good, man? Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. I know that you have a lot going on with work and all that too. So, you know, really thankful that you're taking this time to uh, talk about firefighting and also about taco trucks of Stockton, right? Which you've had for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I'm always willing to talk about, uh, you know, the city of Stockton and 209 and the culture and things that promote it in a positive light. So I appreciate the opportunity. So I know that you grew up in Stockton, you were born and raised. So just, you know, Talk to me more about what it was like for you growing up in the city and just how you've seen it change so much, you know, from when you grew up to like the current day. Yeah, I mean, I was born and raised in Stockton. I was born in 1982 and 
I was raised in a two-family household, divorced parents, and what would be considered Midtown Stockton, um, in between the ballpark and the Miracle Mile. And um, you know what I would say about growing up in Stockton is it's a it's a very diverse city, and it has a lot of culture and a lot of community. And um, those are the things that make it the jewel that it is, and provide the value that that exists. And the more that you take advantage of those types of things, or immerse yourselves in those cultures and appreciate the diversity, then I believe the better person that you're going to become and that if you can appreciate Stockton for what it is and 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 get past the the false narratives of of dangers and and those uh those scare tactics then it actually becomes a place where I believe is probably one of the most beneficial environments to to be raised in and also to now raise my children in and I grew up there I I went to uh to Hamilton Middle School well, I started at Cole School and went to Hamilton Middle School for their IB program and got involved in band there and then was exposed to Arthur Coleman who's a really amazing human being who decided a building named after him who uh who got me in, involved in music and and marching band and jazz band and those types of things and um then I transitioned from there to Stag High School and that's where I graduated played baseball thought that I was going to be a major league baseball player um when that didn't pan out I knew that what I wanted to do was was actually serve the community that I grew up in in a really impactful way. And the way that that translated to, you know, team building and, and education that translates towards immediate benefit to the community, I thought was in the, in the first responder occupation. And so I went to Delta College and took my EMT course. And right at 19 years old, I jumped on ambulances and started running 911 calls. And, you know, I started with, with the city of Stockton Fire Department, began my career there. Um, unfortunately things didn't work out to complete my career there. And then ultimately what ended up happening anyway, was the city went through bankruptcy. And when I went through the bankruptcy, they actually ended up laying off what was my entire fire Academy and the fire Academy that came after renegotiated the contracts. And that was a pivotal change in Stockton too, because that was when the economy was booming and that's when the ballpark was built. And that's when the, uh, the arena and the different things that now provide me a lot of, um, entertainment and value exist that wouldn't have existed with that. But the negatives of it were that the, some unsustainable fiscal decisions were made that they couldn't continue with. And they ended up laying off, um, a lot of firefighters anyway. And ultimately a, a lot of people ended up um, leaving and, and going to other communities to serve. And ironically, now I'm a captain in um, the Fresno area and I serve a community that's that's different than I live in. And that's a whole nother topic of conversation about what that means and, and what public safety is and, and how I feel about the city of Stockton, mostly employing people who don't live in the city of Stockton while I ironically, hypocritically also do the same. And so um, that's the path I led and that's, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, our careers lead us to other cities. I mean, I know that from knowing people also who have to work like in the Bay area, other spots because they don't have the employment here, but yeah, it's, it's a shame that, you know, we don't have all the opportunities. And like you said, they don't really keep people that are local because you would imagine that like anyone serving the public should be people who really know their communities right especially if you're like going to all these different places you want to make sure that they know what they're doing and what the community is like too right yeah you, you want them to appreciate the community and there's no better way to appreciate the community than living in it but that being said as a firefighter do you you do live two days out of four 
in this other community and, and it, it ends up becoming an, an alternative place. But to relate it back to tacos and taco trucks, um, my fire service slash first responder journey has taken me through Sacramento County, Stanislaus County, um, Tulare County and Fresno County. Um, and I started ambulance in Sacramento, ended up ambulance in Houston ambulance in the Modesto area, worked in the Modesto area. And, um, then went down to Tulare County Fire Department and worked as a lieutenant there. And now I'm currently in Fresno. And through those opportunities, I have eaten at taco trucks in each one of those communities or counties and areas in the Central Valley and have provided me some perspective on, on what Stockton's actual taco truck experience is compared to those others. And that's been interesting. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great to be able to explore different food options, actually be able to say like, hey, I know what good food is and I know where the good food's at because I've tried <laughs> food all throughout the, the valley. Yeah, you can't be scared. That's another thing that frustrates me about people and their perspectives. And you can relate it back sort of similar to what I said about the city of Stockton itself and its negative reputation that and scare tactics. You know, there's quite quite a large segment of the population that calls them roach coaches or, or won't go to them. And I constantly get messages on that page, you know, along the lines of I would never eat there. I had this bad experience and it, it's just too bad that, that those types of stereotypes exist because they really can cause you to not enjoy what is an incredible experience with a, a, a chef and a cook and, and somebody who's part of your community that is really serving some awesome food. Yeah, Probably better than the ones that people are not scared to go to in the brick and mortars. <laughs> Plus, in the brick and mortars, I mean, you can't really see what they're cooking, right? I mean, you can't right. really see the exactly. cooks most they of the time. Form a relationship or anything, and that's the crazy part about the city of Stockton is is Sergio and his particular truck. I mean, me and that that guy have grown up together and have had sort of a relationship, friendship, experience um, going back to when I was 16, 17 years old, and. Uh, one thing I found when I created that page and started posting about him is that that experience is not unique to me at all. He has that sort of connection and that relationship with a large segment of the community. So I want to talk a little bit about that page. I know that, like you mentioned, you were going to all these different food trucks, right? Serving the valley and whatnot. But what inspired you to say, like, I want to actually create the page. I want to like just post all the different right. trucks that I go to. Um, I know you've been running it since 2017, right? Yeah. So. It, one is that I did realize through uh, my experiences traveling throughout the Central Valley, and and uh, I did have a couple of, of times where I did live outside of the city of Stockton. The first was Elk Grove, and the other was Visalia, because we actually had what was called a residency requirement when I started as a lieutenant for Visalia, and that required that you live in a certain amount of distance from the headquarters for callbacks. And so my family, we did move to Visalia, and that's when I started to learn that that Stockton did have sort of a, a unique approach to allowing taco trucks to be where they are and don't have so many regulations. And, and that's unfortunate too. And that I've seen in, in recent city council stuff that there have been some complaints recently where they're, where they're evaluating that or trying to enforce some of those rules more. But for the most part, it's been pretty unregulated in that any taco truck or food truck can park anywhere they want. And it hasn't really been enforced for them moving around. And, and what you end up getting as a result of that is neighborhood taco trucks that become you know a staple and part of a neighborhood and and something that people visit and and, and because of my unique relationship with that particular truck and with Sergio I wanted to see like is that something that repeats itself you know throughout the community and it, and it does and I wanted to stop just eating at the same truck but when we decided to move back to uh Stockton 
uh, because they got rid of the residency requirement and my wife was pregnant and family and everything. And, and my family is really immersed in the community and and in nonprofits and things. And my mom has a nonprofit. She started a publishing company called um, Tuleberg Press so she could publish local art authors because she herself is, is a published poet. And she was frustrated that, that local Stocktonians weren't having an outlet to get their stuff published. And she created that nonprofit and then also created a center with that called The Right Place. And The Right Place is now somewhere where people in the community can come in and, and take classes and paper making and promote literacy and those things. And so just to give you an idea, I mean, she was also a reporter for the Stockton Record at one point in her life. And now she's a teacher at Delta Community College. And my stepfather has a nonprofit called Stand. Stockton's taking action against neutralizing drugs in, in South Stockton, or, or he, it, he's, he doesn't run own the nonprofit, but she, he runs a segment of it for low-income housing. So um, he, he basically takes government subsidized money and, and purchases blighted homes and, and homes that are from slumlords and basically buys them usually at a value that's more than they're worth and then also flips them using government money and then sells them at a loss to low-income families to help, you know, transitional housing and, and homeless and construct neighborhoods and, and things like that. And that is what, when my came back to Stockton and, and while my wife was finishing up um, her education for her master's for school counseling, which is what she does now, she's a school counselor uh, for Taft in South Stockton. But during that sort of like transition phase where she was looking for something to do, that was when Michael Tubbs was a city councilman for uh, the city of Stockton. And and that stand was the area that he was in. And, um, and she started working with him and they started working uh, for a nonprofit called reinvent South Stockton. And that's when actually I was having a conversation with another councilman just sort of about the unique taco truck culture and the experience that he's had. And, and in that conversation, we discussed how it's unfortunate that the city of Stockton hasn't identified that that's something that should be promoted in the, on the visit Stockton pages or, or the, the Stockton page that are all run by this really amazing guy, Miguel, right now, who's the one who had me do that takeover that obviously connected us. And, uh, and he agreed that it was unique. And I said they should have some sort of a, a blog post or something or something along those lines or some, something on that end of the city should do it. And he's like, well, if that doesn't happen you know, what are the other options? And I was like, well, you know what? Instagram's a thing now and you can just make a page and you can do whatever you want. So I was like, you know what? Just sort of like a little side project and sort of just a uh, an experiment, a, a social experiment into social media and, and whatever. I created that page and just decided I was going to start eating at some taco trucks. And and my goal wasn't to, to evaluate or rate these trucks or say what's good or not or whatever. It was more just to to open up and expose the culture and and to promote the idea of eating at these trucks and to and to show it in a good light and give them an outlet and just see where it goes from there and I mean ultimately it, it's grown and its Instagram has grown it's provided different opportunities to to change what that product looks like and I've evolved with it and now with stories and everything and with them tagging me and as the followers continue to get to get bigger it just gives them a platform where they can tag me and I can just share I can never have gone to a taco truck and just continue to share their information and share their stories and, and just continue to just put that out there. And anybody who likes that content can subscribe to it and can, can find new fun places to, to eat around the city. So I think at this point I've eaten at about 80 trucks and <laughs> every day I see like 10, 20 more that I haven't even tried. It's pretty crazy. 
Wow. Yeah, there's there's so many that <laughs> I think we don't realize that, right? Because a lot of them, you know, I guess, you know, they, they're really busy. They don't have enough time to go on social media to take pictures of their food. And right. ultimately, they, they depend on that. Yeah, so yeah. I find I find that a lot too, and I and what I've been finding, especially when I just did this recent takeover, is even if if they if they don't speak English and don't understand social media that their kids do, and I've had and and I've had multiple of them tell me, oh, my daughter's starting out my social media or whatever, and they're starting to understand that that social media and what what that looks like, and some of them, the ones that are getting it, are getting it, and, and it's and it's fun to watch, and hopefully more catch on. Yeah, no, it's really awesome when you see any local business spot, especially yeah, taco truck promoting themselves and showing everyone like this, the food we offer, here's where we're going to be at, right? Especially if they tend to go to different spots around town. And I think, I don't know about you, but anytime I see food on social media, I just get hungry. And if I see food from a particular spot, I got to go to that spot already because they they got me, right? Just from a, a picture. Right. Seat. <laughs> well, another interesting part of that is like, I've always been into photography in general. And I did my senior project on photojournalism and have had some opportunities to do some freelance work here and there and have some of my work shared. And while that while that as a, as a uh, occupation has sort of died to Instagram and social media because that content is now more readily available for free, to get back to what you were saying about the food, it's like, I, the, and the social experience of social media, like how you photograph that food and how you frame it and how you show it really changes the the interaction and the response to it. I mean, you could take a bad tasting food and, and put it in the right <laughs> types of pictures with the right zoom and the right filter and everybody loves it and something else that's really great from the wrong angle. And just been interesting to see how you present it, how much actual response it gets. Yeah, it's a lot like, you know, the typical fast food commercial that shows the burger really nice and then you get it and you're like, this is, isn't the same thing. If I show the truck, I might not get much interaction. If I show the food and then the truck is the second slide, it does better. I think people are, you know, as you mentioned earlier, they're just really quick to judge a truck before actually trying the food. And oftentimes you find that the truck that maybe invested less is the one that has the best food, right? Because they're so focused on creating a good product that, you know, they don't have as much time to make sure that their truck's on point. Not that these neighborhoods are dangerous or anything, but there is a funny shirt that I saw that I shared on that page once. It said, like, the more dangerous the neighborhood, the better the taco truck. (laughs) That's, yeah. I mean, it could be. (laughs) Out of all these years that you worked on the page and whatnot, like, is there, like, a memorable story that just comes to mind all the time that came through this page like you go into a spot and maybe the business got more people or you just like were surprised by a food truck i'm always surprised by food trucks especially the the ones that do seafood and that and that will do oysters and things like that and some of the freshest most incredible oysters and and octopus and those types of things that i've ever had in my life has come from some of these trucks along wilson away and and stockton and so from a food perspective that has definitely been the most unexpected amazing culinary journey that i've taken as far as like stories wise it's just it it was more my experience with sergio and that truck and what that meant to me and and just seeing how that repeated itself or that other people shared in that experience but as far as experience that it's that it's created i mean obviously the instagram takeover for the city of stockton i would say would be the the most timely answer to that question and i did get an opportunity to take that account over a few years back just as myself and as myself one of the posts i did was taco truck related and i noticed that that one got the most response and then 
they reached out back out to me. And then obviously that causes the page to grow. But I mean, I would say the opportunity to, to take over, you know, the city of Stockton's official page with, I can't remember how many people are on there, but it's, you know, hundreds of thousands. I'm actually, I'd have to look back. It might be like 60,000 or something, but it's a, it's a pretty large amount of people to expose to, to these trucks and the food that's available. And that's really awesome. I mean, I, I can imagine that it brought a lot of business to them because people saw it. People were intrigued, especially if they hadn't heard about the truck and, you know, but it's as, a way. As far as like stories, I'm sorry, not to interrupt you, but as far as like stories are concerned and things like that, like I don't actually go to these places and tell them that I have the page or even like, or any of that. So my interactions are just strictly as a paying customer. And that's it. And then I just move on, promote their stuff. Obviously, some have identified it as a platform for me to reshare their, their things and that, but there hasn't really been any any stories with the particular trucks or anything like that because I don't I don't come from that perspective. And I think that's great, right? Because if they see that you have the account, maybe <laughs> it might be a little different, right? Whereas if you just go and they don't know that you run the account, it's it's much better, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I'm not doing it for reasons to promote myself or anything in, involving me. And honestly, other than other than this interview here and the um, and the takeover, my face or image or person has not even been attached to it. So <laughs> you'll be reached out to. No, we'll make sure we don't actually uh, uh, tag you personally, right? And we just go with the uh, the page so we can help grow that page even more because you know it's five thousand eight hundred followers right now, but. We know how many people are in Stockton, and we know that there's a lot more people than that that like taco trucks. And, you know, we just got to get the word out for more people to follow the page and, you know, continue to support all the local spots, right? Because we don't want to lose them. We know that there's a bunch of like national chains that come by, right? Fast foods and whatnot. And it's always sad when you see like a local restaurant or a taco truck have to like close down, right? Because they're taking some of the food business away from them. So it's a good way to help them grow. That's that's the next thing I would like to see for the city of Stockton. And I think it deserves it is, is more national recognition. And while Guy Fury has come through a few times and picked a couple spots, and I don't know how he selects those spots or whatever, but as the as the Bay Area continues to gentrify and, and continues to push its culture east, it, it lands in the city of Stockton. And the city of Stockton has... has taken on most of that diversity and that culture and what comes with that is this incredible food scene and just these different i mean within within like a three mile radius of my house i can eat at what i consider some of the best restaurants and i can go across you know multiple cultures and genres of food and and i don't think it gets the attention it deserves and the market it deserves and in more they continue to go to oakland and san francisco and those places because those are the cities but they need to realize that a lot of that culture has moved its way east because of the tech companies and everything and that they're they need it's time for like i mean i hate to say it because he, he passed but an anthony bourdain type of spotlight to be shined on the city of stockton yeah plus i mean here in the valley we grow all the vegetables right all the ingredients that typically okay. go in a lot of food so it's like wh yeah. why why not look at us i know this one might be a hard one for you but i, I want to make sure that you know some of the favorite taco trucks that you've been to in stockton are like recognized so like name off some of like your favorite spots that you are like a repeat customer. Huh? El Garense is the obvious one to me and, and they're sort of a, a taco truck empire and they have multiple locations and well, Sergio's truck is the most popular. But what I would say about them is they have one of the most unique hot sauces that I've ever seen 
or tasted, I should say, um, out of everywhere that I've gone. And there's nothing that tastes like it, nothing I can compare it to, no way to describe it, but they should bottle it and sell it. And I think it would be extremely successful. And a lot of times when you ask, you know, what stands out about that particular taco truck, everybody reverts back to that particular um, hot sauce. So I would say that. And then another one I would give a lot of credit to uh, more for just the experience and and what it is and how cool it is to have a, a taco truck lot would be uh, Don Rafa's. And uh, that's, a, that's a really popular one that, I mean, they have outdoor seating and everything. And so that's, that's more of a fun, like introduction to going into the, to the South area and not feel like you're just going to a taco truck in a neighborhood. And then on, on this, on the seafood or the, the I, I'm probably going to butcher it because I am a gringo, but of the Mars Coscos uh, Chinola, I think is, is how it's pronounced, but I could have butchered that completely. But that is the one it's over off of Wilson way. I can't even remember the cross street, Lindsay and Wilson. I think it's on Lindsay. That truck is phenomenal and that it has oysters and all these in, incredible um, seafood options. And, and it is the cleanest, freshest, most amazing travel channel type of seafood experience that you could possibly imagine better than any brick and mortar or anything. And that's the biggest challenge for people is to allow themselves that experience. And that's the tough one to get somebody to want to eat oysters off a truck. I understand that um, it's, it is as, as clean and, and, and the standards are the same. So I would say that one for that. And I, I guess those would be my, my three answers just to, to, for a podcast purpose, give three options real quick. But I mean, it, it is tough because I have eaten it at hundreds and hundreds. There's another one right there on Lindsay street, right next to it. That has some of the best homemade uh, tortillas that I've ever had. I mean, you can just go to Lindsay street right there. You can get a, a homemade fresh tortilla, a sada taco, and then go get a couple oysters from the truck over there and, get yourself a Doritos and you have a, a, a perfect Stockton taco truck experience <laughs> or food truck experience. No, that's really awesome. I'm glad that like you're mentioning all that and especially with the seafood part, right? So people can learn and be like, Hey, you could get good food. It's going to be just as comparable if not even better than, you know, brick and mortar spot. And you know, you're, you're set. And I think that's all people need to really hear because I, I, just going blindly into going to a truck, it's easy for people to make the judgment of like, yeah, it's not going to be good. Or like, you know, what if it's not fresh or what if I get sick and hearing other people say like, Oh no, it's good. And especially when you have more people amplifying that message, especially through the Instagram page, it, it just helps them out so much be able to combat, you know, that stereotype of like, Oh, it's not going to be good because of the truck. Right. And then what I've noticed when I start to reach out or ask people what their favorite trucks are, the ones that get the most repetitive response or one in particular is, is El Maeda. And that is located over by the Brookside area, which is considered more of a, of a, you know, a more wealthier end of town. And because of its location in general, and, and, and it, it does have a parking lot. It has more of that like deli feel with a loudspeaker as they'll tell you when your order is ready or whatever. And, and that one seems to be the response and everybody gravitates towards that truck. And, and it's not because, of the quality of the food, which don't get me wrong. It's amazing. I mean, there's no such thing as a taco truck that sucks in Stockton, honestly, <laughs> in comparison to other places, but it's not, it's not as good and as, as other places and, and people won't go to those other places just because of the location. So I've definitely noticed that everybody loves their El Maeda and they're missing out. 
Yeah, no, I'm for sure. Good. I'm not I'm talking out my head. I go there. <laughs> fantastic. It's probably better than anything else you've had anywhere else. But in our particular culture of uh, trucks or food culture of trucks, there's other options. Well, I mean, I'm really glad that Stockton has food truck options like scattered all throughout the city because I'm trying to think of another like city, even outside of the 209 that has that. And I don't really think there's any other city that you know you could find a truck basically whatever side of town you're in, you can find a spot to eat at, right? Not one that I've been to. That's what's unique about it. And that was the whole purpose of of showing that part of the city of Stockton and and the purpose of of getting that page out there and showing the importance of that. And, And sometimes, you know, we do need to really evaluate when we make policy and we write those things and city councils need to have a finger on the pulse of what's important about you know, the community's perspective on the culture and these things. And, and you can't just get pigeon held to one, you know, minute perspective of a small group of people who are frustrated with something or have one, one perspective on what they don't like about food trucks, because, you know, you do. And then unfortunately, those are the people that will go to a city council meeting and will complain about it. You know, all the people that appreciate it aren't the types of people who are going to show up to a city council to defend it either. And so, you know, it would be nice if if city councils were constructed in a way, you know, with mayors who really understand what's going on with with what makes their cities great and what the people who put them in those positions appreciate, not just the ones who are willing to show up to a meeting and complain about something. Yeah, no, that's well said. I mean, they really should take a look at that because if they did, I think very few people would be like, hey, I don't want a food truck in, <laughs> in every corner. And everyone would probably be like, you know what? Put him in as many corners as possible to make him like walking distance from like all the neighborhoods and allow everyone to be able to try all these different foods and, you know, grow the local economy for these local food truck owners that, you know, have a lot of work. Right. I think that's that's the one thing is that, you know, you might have your brick and mortar spot, but food truck owners really have to deal with a lot. Right. I mean, it's not easy having the truck and, you know, going out and, you know, paying fuel on the truck and all the cleaning that has to be done too. I mean, I feel like there's more work to be done than in a brick and mortar spot, right? That has everything already all there. You have your fridges and all that in place. Well, that's another thing I have seen too, is I've seen some of these trucks turn into brick and mortars and they've started out as food trucks and then, and then opened up and and most of them keep the truck location and end up with a brick and mortar and, and seeing those be successful. And that's been fun to watch. And then, as far as the every every corner or whatever, like that that reminds me of another kind of funny meme that you see out there that it's come across my page where people say they would like them to be like ice cream trucks and and drive around and just and obviously that's not realistic because you know you have to have a generator and you have to be cooking and things and there's a reason they're parked. But yeah, I mean it would be awesome if they drove around and served tacos to everybody, but we don't need that because right now we don't regulate them and we have them parked at, at every corner of every neighborhood. I mean, straight up, I have four of them. Um around my house in mid Stockton by the ballpark uh, that are that at any point I could pick any of the four of them and it's an equal, you know, 30 second, one minute drive. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I mean, if they could do that, if they could be like, you know, selling popsicles, like with the tacos, that, that would be fantastic. They probably could spend a whole day in just one neighborhood. I mean, they would probably be part in like one street, move on to the next one and I'll be, I'll be busy all the time. But <laughs> let's hope they never have to get to that point right where they can't park anywhere and they're like well i'm just gonna drive around <laughs> make a bunch let's of tacos. Hope, yeah. 
in terms of like the future and looking at like growing the page, uh, maybe I'm just throwing some ideas out for you too, but you know, I think, and you know, you might be able to find more people there in Stockton who might be more familiar with the areas and whatnot, but I think it'd be really nice to highlight different stories for like different taco truck owners, right? Maybe do like a little like minute, two minute clip on the Instagram page, right? Maybe them like quickly, like saying their story or just giving them like some couple minutes there. So when people are on that Instagram page, actually like looking at the food truck and whatnot, they can also get a perspective of like, Hey, this truck has been around for a while. And this has kind of been their story. Maybe the ones that like transition from having just the truck to now also having a brick and mortar or a gruyense, like you mentioned that they've been around for a really long time and just, you know, all, all the things that they've done. I think, those stories could also make an impact because you're hearing it from the business owner and they're actually telling the story of like how long they've been around and, you know, how much the business has, you know, helped them really, you know, live the American dream, right? Because a lot of people, they're trying to start their business. They're trying to, you know, do what they did maybe in their native country, which was cook food, right? And they're bringing it here. They're bringing the food with them. They're bringing the culture and it's only benefiting everyone, right? Not just to make us like full, right? When we're eating the food. But I think people are also being able to like learn a little bit about another culture through going to these food trucks. And I mean, that's that's awesome when you can get those two benefits. So just an idea out there if if you find someone. <laughs> I definitely have thought about that. And and honestly, when I first was approached about um, the takeover for the city page, that was well, that was a perspective I was thinking about possibly doing. There were a couple of things with work and stuff that, that caused me to not know what kind of time I was going to have to dedicate to that weekend or if I was going to get forced on duty or not because of the way that the fire department works right now. And um, And then it's just like, I've also been approached by the city of Stockton to, to, to provide them content or to write blog posts for the visit toxin page, which is, which is ironic because that is what I originally said should exist. And then ultimately ended up approached to do it. But literally what it comes down to is just working the schedule I work and the amount of mandatory overtime and, and overtime and then time with my family and, and how much I really want to, to take to, create the content and whatever, you know, and that's why it, it's developed into something that at least it's a lot of eyes on it where I could just reshare things. And, and what I've found is it's like, they're starting to make their own content and making their own videos. And that's where I think the next transition would, would lie. If I can get the, some of them to understand that if they can create that story or, you know, have somebody interview them and just provide me that content to share out as opposed from to me being the interviewer, right? Tell your stories and tag me. And I'm telling the stories for your page, put them on your page and tag me in them and let me share them on my page. And, you know, the page doesn't really belong to me. I didn't create it for me. I created it for the city of Stockton and for the trucks that exist. And so what I'd like to see is more of them are the trucks themselves starting to develop all of this content or, or understand how that content can be developed and sent out. But if I do decide to put some more time and effort, and I also don't like to be the one doing the interviews or be the behind the camera, which doesn't sound like that considering I'm doing this with you, which is usually really out of my character to do something like this, honestly. But you know, I would rather like have somebody else do the interview or something along <laughs> those lines because that's not where I'm going. You know, it's not about me or me interviewing people, but you're 100% right. That's the next evolution would be to tell those stories. And those stories are important and those stories are amazing. And, th and that's where 
the real interest is and the story behind the food is what would really drive people to their trucks and, and, and get people to uh, put down some of those barriers that we talked about previously and, and make it more of a, a human experience and, and more of a, of a, we're going to a cook or a chef and, and somebody who we've now, you know, been brought into their, their lives. And I, I do agree with you. That's, that is the next step if I decide to figure that out. And that's, like I said, I would like to see some of these trucks start to do some, and I've watched the evolution of content. There's been a few trucks, Fuego and a couple other ones that have started that type of approach and put themselves on camera and post themselves talking about things and stuff. And so that's the crazy part about the, where media is gone at this point is that everybody is their own content creator and can create their own perspective and their own narratives. And then the way the algorithms work, you can share those. So yes, let's do it. Let's all yeah. collectively do it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's actually a really good idea, right? And at the same time, you're pushing them to also create their own social media pages and you're amplifying not only the video itself, but also allowing them to get more followers, which I think is a thing that, you know, it's already being done in like big cities when you look at like LA or like San Francisco with a lot of places there. But we need to make sure that, you know, it happens here too, that they get that spotlight as well. And you just resharing the content helps them out so much, right? Because it can drive them to get more followers on their page. And like you said, algorithm, that's how it works, right? You get more followers, you get more likes. And then before you know it, like, you have a page with uh, you know thousands upon thousands of followers and more business coming through, right? Yeah, and up to this point, I mean, it's all organic. I don't, I don't put money into any of those algorithms or have any interest or any self-serving interest in this page whatsoever. It was really just a page developed for the community, you know. And the more by the community for the community is, the the better that it is. And, and I don't plan to put any money into it, or I don't create stickers i've seen there's like a mexi poppy guy or something along those lines he does something similar and i see his his stickers on the trucks and stuff and you know and and with with links to the ig accounts and stuff and i've not done any of that you know i've really kept this as, as basic as possible and just let it grow itself and just let it become what it's going to become on its own and become the platform that it is without putting too much extra other than just me wanting to go but i, I will say this too I, the content slows down and, and takes breaks and, and because I don't want to go to other taco trucks anymore because I like everybody else have my favorite one. And sometimes I feel like I'm cheating on Sergio when I go to another taco truck and I'm like, I already know. I just want to go two blocks from my house and get the taco. I know that I love that I have the nostalgia and everything for. And so it is hard to keep wanting to go. when this is just like an Instagram page that I created when I have, you know, a job as a fire captain and a family to raise and all of that. So, yeah, no, that's understandable. I'd feel the same way. I'd feel like, hey, I like all of them, but <laughs> I can only eat so much tacos in one day, right? Before, <laughs> well, I think that's really awesome all that you're doing too. I mean, thank you for doing what you do, um, not just with the food truck, also with firefighting as well. I think you know it's really awesome when we have people out there, you know, serving the public, especially you know, during all those times where we have like all the wildfires and whatnot. And right now we're dealing with this like random crazy wind out there. Hopefully it goes away. <laughs> and, I'm surprised we've gotten through this without me going to a lines down call or something like that. You know, I appreciate you thanking me, but I don't feel like I deserve it. I mean, I chose to do this and I do get paid by the taxpayer to, to respond to their, their incidents. And, you know, it's my job and I, I like to serve the community and that's why I picked it. So I don't feel like I deserve a thank you for or anything like that but i mean i appreciate it yeah well uh i mean thank you for being on here tonight this has been really great i know 
you mentioned you don't really do interviews as much. So, you know, it's it's really awesome that, you know, you were able to hop on here and talk about the story. Let's hopefully get more followers to that Instagram page and inspire people in other areas too, right? In other areas in the 209 to create their own food truck pages and promote local businesses, go mm-hmm. out, try them out and let's help grow their business, right? I mean, it, you know, we're not getting paid for that, but it's always nice to to help local spots out. I appreciate your culture, appreciate your community and appreciate the diversity that's around you and 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 open up yourself and and take advantage of it and let it enrich your life and your experiences. If you're not doing it, you're only cheating yourself, man. Yeah. Very true. Awesome. Well, you have a good night, man, and uh we'll be talking soon whenever I got to Stockton to figure out which taco truck I go to. <laughs> yeah, tacos are on me, man. Thanks for hitting me up. Appreciate it. Once again, thank you to Lucien Neely for being on the podcast tonight. If you're trying to find a taco truck in Stockton, I think you now know the page where to find one at Taco Trucks of Stockton on Instagram. Give him a follow. He's close to almost 6,000 followers right now as of this recording. And it truly is a page where you can find so many different good recommendations. And he mentioned a couple of different good ones here as well. So that should answer your question about where to eat the next time you're in Stockton. Or if you're already in Stockton, then, hey, go check out some of the ones that he mentioned if you haven't already yet and take pictures. I always say whenever you're going out to a local spot, I do this quite often. Share it on your stories, at least. I mean, if you could share it on your Instagram profile, great. But I think if you share their page, if they have an Instagram page on your Instagram stories, it really does go a long ways. And if they don't have a page already, I mean, share their location, their address, so people can actually find out more about where they're at and maybe do a video of your experience with the food. It really goes a long ways. It doesn't matter how many followers you have, whether you just have 10 followers or you have a couple thousand followers, someone's going to see it. People see stories all the time. And it really helps out a local business a lot. So great to see people like Lucien out there sharing food content of local spots. And as I mentioned before, if you're here in the 209 and maybe you get inspired to do the same, maybe if it's not just taco trucks, but like food trucks in general for your city, then there you have it. You could have a page like that, share your experiences and allow local businesses to get even more business and help make sure that we keep all of our local food trucks in operation and even more food trucks like popping up in across different cities. I do want to invite everyone to follow the social media pages for this podcast at the 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also on YouTube, subscribe to the page. I'm going to be posting videos this weekend. I'm going to be going to Stockton Con, as I mentioned earlier, and I'm going to be recording a short video for y'all so you could see what it's like to attend Stockton Con, which is without a doubt the biggest Comic-Con that we have here in the 209. And it'll be the first time that I'll be going. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully it does happen. Hopefully no last minute plans change anything, but I should be going there on Saturday. So really looking forward to recording that video and sharing it on the YouTube page. Also doing that Instagram live. If you haven't followed the page, go follow it so you can see what it's like. And maybe you decide to actually go on either that day or also on Sunday. I mean, for the first time, I believe it's going to be on both days. It's not just going to be on one day. So if you see that live on Saturday and you get convinced to go, 
you could still go because on Sunday they are going to be open as well. 11 to 4, I believe, is the times for that, if I'm not mistaken. So go check it out. You could buy tickets there as well if you're planning on going. So if you didn't buy tickets ahead of time, no worries. If you decide to go last minute, they are going to be selling tickets there. And they're supposed to be having a lot of special guests there. I mean, one of the ones that I'm looking forward to is Edward James Olmos. Some of y'all might remember him from a lot of movies that he's done, some TV shows as well. If you watch Battlestar Galactica, he was also in Selena, the movie. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing him there at the conference. And just to give y'all a sneak preview of my upcoming episode, episode 29, I'm going to be interviewing someone who has an inspirational story. She went back to college in her 40s. She's close to finishing now. And... I want everyone to get inspiration from that, regardless of how old you are. You can go back to college, you can get a career, and you could do what you've always wanted to do. And I've heard a couple of stories like that in the past, and I'm really happy to be able to have her here on the show to inspire you listening, or maybe you know someone who dropped out of college who felt like, I don't want to go back, or maybe they didn't go to college and they've always thought, like, it would be nice to go, but I'm not in the quote-unquote college age group anymore. I hope that changes your perspective on things too. And I hope we see more people going back to college and being able to pursue careers that they wanted to always pursue and be able to not have that regret of looking back and thinking like, what would have happened if I would have gone? And I've known people all ages that have gone back to school too. I mean, I've had people in my own classes in the past that were older and they graduated and they actually still got into their career field so i'm really looking forward to that episode and being able to share it with y'all next thursday well everyone have a great day or night whenever you might be listening to this and you'll hear me next week here on the 209 journey podcast